What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Beanball Podcast. Baseball is back, and so are we. We are your hosts, Alan and Alan. This is episode 71. How's everyone doing today? Alan, what is up? What's up, everyone? How y'all doing? Welcome back. Welcome back to baseball. MLB, well, we were getting baseball regardless here in Norfolk with the minor league system. Yeah, so we weren't sweating it too much. We're like, oh, at least we got our tides, but <laughs> we're like, thank God there's something else on TV. Yeah, um, so, you know, the lockout lasted 100 days. Um, 100 days too long. <laughs> lasted longer than Tom Brady's retirement. Yeah, you know, the video of him contemplating with Ronaldo. I don't know if Ronaldo <laughs> sparked an interest because, you know, they're about the same age. Like, well, you're still doing it. Why can't I? Exactly. Oh, well, you know, you know what's crazy is that, like I know this off topic, but like a uh, you know Tom Brady still doing his thing at his age. It's like you know other quarterbacks when you see them like like Brett Favre or something like you're like this guy needs to get off the game. He yeah. needs to retire. But with Tom Brady, like, I was like he ben. could come back. Exactly, Big Ben. You're like he should have retired like last four year, years bro. ago. Yeah. Like why are you trying? But hey, it's probably should have retired after that scandal in the bathroom because he wasn't good since. But <sighs> anyway, tough. But back to baseball. Baseball's back. You know, short and spring training up in a hurry. Some stuff has changed since then. Of course, we're going to go over it between pre-lockout deals, post-lockout deals, lockout in general, new CBA, and a little bit new rules and stuff. So we're going to get right into it. Well, the pre-lockout, everyone was hot to try to get their money, their signing bonuses, whatever they need to. Yeah, yeah I don't know what was going on, man, because everybody was signing big contracts. I want this to happen every year. <laughs> like This is like what NBA and like NFL does that first couple of days. Like, oh, yeah. You start hearing like, oh, this person's going. This going here. Like that hot. Like that was a week of fun as being a baseball fan. And then we had three months of nothing. Are y'all signing? No. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. Um, so like we said, uh, one of the big movers were the Rangers for sure. Yeah. Rangers and Mets were the two most active teams pre-lockout. Yes. With the Rangers shocking the world with Corey Seager, 10-year, 325, and Marcus Simeon, 7 years, 175. I really thought Marcus was going to stay in Blue Jays, but he went where the money and belief of Rangers are maybe a year or two away from competing. Like They're not going to compete this year, but with the prospects and then with Corey and Marcus, maybe they can get some people next year. Yeah, prospects I mean, turn up, but yeah, when you they're going to make some noise this year with them too. They should. Um, like you said, you locked up the middle infield. That's yeah. one of the most important areas to do. And these guys, since they're both going to be there for at least seven years, you guys are going to have some good chemistry to get going. Right, and um, then unfortunately, they wanted to sign Corey Seager's brother, but he retired. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so he, you could have had third, short, and oh, second. Yeah. He new. said he didn't want to come back. So, but... But like you said, I mean, when you look at the rest of their team, um, I mean, their their best pitcher right now is uh, John Gray. Um, they they got Mitch yeah. Garver as a catcher, but other than that, there's not really any huge names that are sticking out. No, um, I I don't think they'll be a, the bottom team. They'll probably not be the fifth team in that division, most likely. But they're making moves. Then the Mets ramped up their signing real quick. First came um, Bernardo Escobar for two years, twenty million. Then Mark Cannon for two years, twenty six point five million. Then Starling Marte at four years, seventy-eight million, and then the cherry on the top before the lockout was Max Scherzer, three years, one thirty. Yes, and, and far away the most richest contract ever turns an average annual salary. Look, man, we every year. I know you guys. We sound like a broken record, but every year I feel like the Mets have a great lineup on paper. And now that we have Scherzer and Degrom, yeah, that is nuts. You know, you know another stat I saw uh, yesterday is that the Mets have been the. Uh, most bet on team to win the World Series, which I'm not surprised, but you know, it's not like we have a good odds to win, but not like where it's like, uh, mm. 
<laughs> I was just going to let it roll. Man, this is just not us today. So I don't know if we're going to keep this going just or not, but hey, guys, going. just so you know, we've been going through a lot of technical difficulties this first episode. Uh, we just can't seem to get the camera running. Um, so I guess you're just going to have to get the podcast today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving on. Um, yeah, man, that one-two punch, DeGrom, Scherzer, and they both been looking great in um, uh, preseason. Yes, uh, one start each. Even Max, for some reason, decided to stretch out because usually – your first outings two, three max, and this boy went five innings. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I'm like, they, uh, actually, uh, SNY and um, the Marlins or whatever they they uh, actually had it on their website. We could yeah. watch the game. They didn't have any commentary going on, but I got to see a little bit during lunch. So I got to see Max Scherzer fan some guys down. So it was looking pretty solid. Yeah, and then these two are going to be special, especially Degrom's outing the other day where. He told Degrom to go out there and throw a nasty curveball first pitch. <laughs> yeah, is that about throwing a curveball first? And I'm like, if this is what these two are going to do and push each other. This is going to be a very dangerous one-two combo. But they're not just the only team active before the the post lockout that right. the owners did. Tigers added Javier Baez six years, one forty, very and solid. Arnardo Rodriguez five years, seventy-seven. Right and. I don't know about you, but I'm absolutely excited to see the Tigers making some kind of moves. Well, you think about it. You know, they have a bunch of young guys coming up. Then, you you know, you add a, a the manager last year, you know, former Astros manager. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to build this team. They have a bunch of first-round picks. Like, this team's going to make some noise, and adding these two guys is definitely a factor. The Mariners, we saw what they did. They got their ace in Robbie Ray five years, yes. 115, yes. and traded for Adam Frazier for two prospects. Cubs signed Marcus Stroman for three years, seventy million, and they also signed the Japanese player. Yes, that was huge. Post lockout, but yeah, right. But still, I'm just saying. They're, so they're teams making, are making somewhat moves. moves. Right. And then Angel Corps stole Noah Syndergaard for one year, twenty million, twenty one million, and they also re-signed um, Rossi in Gay is four years, fifty eight million, and the Mariners imported, of course, Garcia four years, fifty three million, Jacob um, Stallion for three young players, and Joey. Weddle for one prospect. And if you note all these teams who are active pre-deadline and kind of post-deadline, we'll go over them too, are all teams who missed the playoffs last year. <laughs> well, it's good to see they're actually investing in their team, though. Yeah. Um, and what, what else is a little, not concerning, but you know, a lot of players are leaving the Dodgers, a lot of big names. Well, um, they got their title, and now they want to get paid. Exactly. That's um, usually how it goes in football, basketball, anywhere. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, I still feel like they're one of the teams to beat, Yeah, no matter what. I think they're still the odds favorite I still don't understand how Yankees and Astros are up there still in the odds, <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But overall, we can just go into the lockout. Like, I was very disappointed that, A, the lockout happened because I don't think it needed to at that point. Yeah. Like, you're negotiating still. What's the point of lockout going to do? And, and it definitely didn't help the game. I mean, I felt like the lockout, if anything, hurt what yeah. MLB is trying to do, and that's get uh, fans. Like, you know, right when – the silhouette of headshots got on the website. <laughs> you know, all the players on Twitter that made their Twitter picture. Right. And everyone was scrubbed from their dot coms. Like mm-hmm. so you couldn't buy certain stuff of certain players. Like you couldn't I was like, this is sad. Yeah, it was pretty bad because you know it was going like a stalemate. I felt like it was gonna be a stalemate because Forty the, days. Yeah. Forty days they did not talk. Exactly. I understand, you know, it was about you know, beginning of December. Okay, let's try to talk for a week or so, then Christmas time, let's take up weeks off, but you didn't talk for 40 days. What the hell? Owners? Right. 
And then, like, <laughs> they're trying to get, like, some uh, mediator involved, and they're like, no, we don't want that. And, and it's just like the players versus the owners just kept – it was at a point to where I literally thought they were going to just cancel the season. And when we saw, oh, the first set of games – Yeah, well, I was like, let's get close, like, a deadline. I'm like, okay, then you hear, like, oh, it, there's actually movement. Like, okay, that's good. Right. And then 5 p.m. hit, and here comes our good old commissioner. It's been like, we have to cancel games. I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah, I, I remember. Oh Lord! I remember the seven line was up in arms, like, "Oh, what do we do?" Because like, yeah, it's like we're you know because they this- canceled first. They canceled spring training games, <laughs> which they're always the first home spring training game. So they had like, which I love their jerseys when they do for it because they're you know Florida themed and the colors, the palm trees. But they actually had to cancel two outings because they had to cancel the national outing, even though the nationals are happening. Mm-hmm. I guess because they already got canceled, that they didn't, I don't know what happened with that with the sales team, but it's unfortunately, but. Then finally, like, and it was perfect because I was I got hit with the stomach bug, so I was like, I need to go rest. I woke up to the greatest news that it was agreed <laughs> upon. Finally, a week later, when they're about to, literally, they canceled another week of baseball the night before. Yep, and they worked out the details next to, day to, to gain get the a week, full 162 games to schedule. get the week back. It's yeah, like, it's crazy. Thank you. Um, you know, it's also like I said, it wasn't a good look because a lot of the players were bashing. MLB and how this is being handled and what the rights they were trying to get and things like that. Like, yeah, like what was getting leaked and yeah, like, oh, like exactly. oh, they're getting close. It's oh, it's the players' fault. Like, and, yeah, and it's big name players too that were just upset there was a about lot it. of people yeah. that was there negotiating. But, but let's hear. Let's, let's go in some of the keynotes. Let's see. The CBT threshold is two thirty million, two hundred thirty million in twenty twenty three, and it's going to peak at two hundred forty four in the final year of this current CBA. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted it a little bit higher, but the owners were. And then this is the one part I was disappointed in because if they wanted it higher, then the teams who break it are going to pay more to the smaller teams, and then the minimum salary, which did not get included in this CBA, was off the table if they wanted a higher. I'm like, that's something that was needed. Mm-hmm. But if you had to give that up to get something else, I guess I understand it. Um, the CBT penalty tier introduced the new tier that starts at $60 million past the threshold, a.k.a. the Steve Steve Cohen uh, bracket, as a lot of people have been joking around because, <laughs> you know, they're afraid that he was going to reach that $300 million threshold. And we could have. Because he didn't care. I mean, the Mets are second highest <laughs> in payroll right now, so obviously that could have been a thing. Yeah. But the biggest one they really wanted was the minimum salary increased over a hundred thousand dollars increase for these minimum players at se- starting at seven hundred this year, at the peak of the final CBA at seven hundred eighty thousand dollars. Of course, if you're pre-arguable, you're going to have a bonus pool if you're WAR or if you won Rookie of the Year, Cy Young. You're going to get some extra money. There's fifty million in the pot for you. That, and the biggest one, which went back and forth, is the postseason format. 12 teams this year. I'm glad it's 12 teams. I, I don't I don't know if I like what was their proposal, 16, 14, 14 teams. That's, this is a lot, man. It's just like half the teams get in. It's like no point even playing that many games if half of your teams get in. I think 12 is okay. We'll see how it goes. I'm not, not going to um, hate on it too much until I see what's going on. Yeah, because, you know, last year the minimum salary was $575,000. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So you got a $125,000 increase for these young players. And that's good because – you know, we we see a lot of guys struggle and and have a whole career in the minor league system. When they finally get the call, they should be getting paid something. I mean, five hundred yeah. is pretty bad. So, um, so just like twenty twenty, we do have the universal DH now back in the NL. Of course, that creates fifteen new starting jobs with the NL. So that helped a lot out for post um, 
Look, lockout signings. As much as I like to see like people like Cologne, Bartolo Cologne, and Jake Degrom great, this need to I like the Universal GH because it sucks that every, you know your pitcher's almost most likely giving up uh, uh, like, an out. A button here, or right? Gonna, or am I just going to swing at it? And then it sucks when he's up to bat and you got like bases loaded or two guys on. It's like at least get somebody who can rake. And this also opens up opportunities for Pujols, Miggy, anybody else yeah. who, who's just a raker. Your man. back end that has a bat still, but defenses slow down. Like this right. is going to open a lot of jobs. So. Then, of course, the possibility of rule changes, which is going to include the pitching clock, defensive positionings, a.k.a. shifts, installing of larger bases for safety and, um, and health protocols, and two on-field rules um, that from last season, the seven-inning doubleheaders, and the runner on second base was inc- was not extended, but unfortunately, the ghost runner has brought back more for safety reasons this year. Did you say that they were going from seven to nine innings? No, like they were discontinuing the, so, the, the doubleheader so they're, going, so they're going back to nine, nine doubleheaders. Yeah, and I like that. Um, I don't like the ghost runner. I thought they were squashing that. but They I, did, but I think this year because of shortened spring training, okay. I guess that they're just doing it for this year to our knowledge. Well, the, the only thing out of this that really doesn't sit super well with me that I'm like, I'm not, not heartbroken, but I just don't like it, is the shift. I'm, I'm thinking if you're a professional baseball player, you need to learn how to hit opposite opposite field. Like you can't just rely on, on pulling it every time. And I yes, this is definitely going to create some extra hits and some more um, action. But you know, at the same time, like you're a pro, you need to learn how to how to hit or, yeah. or get out the game. And then, of course, the biggest hot topic throughout this lockout was tanking. Absolutely, nobody wants to see that so in any that, sport. Yeah. <laughs> so at least not try to minimize the players. So there's going to be a lottery system for the MLB draft. Exactly. For only six teams. The top six will be lottery for the possible where. So you might be the sixth worst team. You might get number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will start next season. Of course, you know this season, you know Orioles got the first pick coming up this year. But and and also you get fans reward for draft picks if you call up the person start from day one leaves camp and then they make a decent run so right so i actually like that i like the lottery system um because nobody wants to see people tanking in games that is terrible and then also there's open where there can be advertisement patches on jerseys decals on their helmet eh, i'm not a big fan of that but you know, it is what teams. it is yeah i'm not a huge fan of seeing like wish on your jersey or something but i get it yeah, in the first season the NBA did it, it was a little weird. Now it's just like, okay. It just reminds me of like UFC fighters with like yeah. Condom Depot in her butt. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. I, just, I just like a clean jersey. If it's just know. one, okay. If it's decal on the helmet, the back, whatever. Like, if you do it, whatever. Look, if it's on the helmet, I'm I'm fully fine with that. I don't care about the helmet. Yeah. I, just don't, I just like the jerseys to be like the team. I don't know. I know everyone was up in arms when Nike got the jerseys last year mm-hmm. and people did not like the swoosh. On the Yankee uniform. I don't mind that at all. I'm like, it, come on. I'm like, guess it's up here seeing instead of down here on the tag. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. Right. Like, come on, get over it. And there's a reason for that. So you can see it. <laughs> yeah. This is ours. <laughs> exactly. It's not like majestic. Like, who is that? Like, no, this is Nike. You know yeah. who it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what do you think? What do you think about the shift? I think limiting, like, where there's only allowed, like, maybe one player or two players or, like, where they can't go into the outfield. Mm-hmm. I understand if you want to shift over to protect the infield where you got to stay on the dirt. I can see something like that I'll be okay with. Yeah. But, yeah, I hate when they – looks like it's going to be a single in the early outfield. And the goo- but someone's right there. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, well, nope, that's an out now. Look, I mean, no, I agree with you there. But at the same time, it's just like you're a pro. Yeah. You need to learn to hit the ball. But now that they are getting away from the shift, 
these lefties are going to start getting some. And I kind of understand why they kind of want to get go away from it too, because you got to create some action, action, and also, you mean less time in between pitches because the players don't have to go all the way over to right field, and they go they're going to stay in their position. Well, so. I just think like you know the, with the way the system was set up and the rules. The baseball coaches are playing a game of chess. Yeah. They're like, this guy's up. We're going to shift here. We're going to take our odds on this. But now that it's not, it's like, okay, well, now we're going to have to play ball. It's, it's more like a fat, making it more fast-paced. Like they want to do it. They want to do it. I get it. it. It meets the agenda. It's okay. It's going to be more – it's going to be – the more analytic coaches are going to hurt a little bit from not knowing where this guy's going to go. So, so more your old-school guy is going to have a more understanding, like – I guess a little more understanding, like, you know, your buck and – but you're right. You're right. But what I'm saying is, is uh, so now let's say a lefty's up and you know he's a pool hitter. Well, your second base, your second baseman, and your first baseman are going to have to know, have an idea, and get bigger range. Mm-hmm. So that's all it is. I mean, you're going to have to get the range. If not, these guys are definitely get more hits. So it's not bad. So more ranges, and then you might see some more stolen bases now. Absolutely. All right. So uh, we'll see how that goes out. So, all right. So let's let's see. Oh. So, you know, first, you know, post-lockout, I thought this was about to be a crazy weekend, and it was kind of a dud at first. Yeah. But, you know, but it got heated up there a couple of days. You know, first it went your pitching that was left, and then you start, start seeing the bats come off, and it started filling up. We still, we still have free agents out there still waiting for deals and stuff. So I think a lot of people who gamble on themselves, you know, like Anthony Rizzo, for example, signed a two-year deal with the Yankees. Last year, um, during spring training, he was off for four years, so he would have got more money if he was signed with them, and he said he doesn't regret it. Okay. I was like, okay, well, most likely because the team is going to be garbage for two to three years, probably, so he'd rather play for a contender. I I understand that. Yeah, I mean, there are are plenty of uh, free agents that are out there that are worth it, so. (laughs) We'll see what happens because, you know, we're two and a half weeks from opening day already. It's like, what are you going to do? So we're going to go into our – Let's see what we got here. Oh, our five top five free agency signings. So I will. You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. My number five will go five to one. I have the combo of Seeger and Simeon of the Rangers. You know, them, like we just talked about at the beginning, how they're, you got your middle infielder. I think that will fast track the rebuild. Of course, like I said, they won't do, win the division, but the next two to three years. This team might be competing with the, the Seattle Mariners for that young team for the division because Astros with you know Carrera leaving, you're looking at like okay, that that team is now on the downward trend. What well, we got uh, Royals or not Royals, but who else is oh Angels? You know, hopefully a healthy season they're going to be there. Who else in that division? A's just dropped everyone from that roster because they're about to go to Vegas here in a couple of years, most likely. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna be interesting. I really think you know that's surprising that you know how bad they were. They just spent what almost half a billion dollars on two players. Yeah, man that that is that is a lot. Um. I actually uh, my number five. I didn't I didn't combo yeah. them, but I had Simeon. Yeah. The, the signing with the um. With the Rangers from the Blue Jays, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, these are one of the toughest positions to fill, like like to have your best teammates. Like you usually want those guys to be solid. Yeah. And I felt like Demarcus Simeon signing was a great addition. Yeah. Um. So I definitely have that as my five. Okay. Um. All right. So uh. So number four, uh. My number four has to be Seager. Seager to the to the um 
to the, to the Rangers as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there were. So I guess that's that basically, what, yeah. basically was the combo. Yeah. But I felt like um, Seager is a solid player. Ten years. I'm not sure if that's a great number or not. But I mean, I guess if he continues what he's doing for the next ten years, it, it could look like a solid play. Yeah. Um, he is fairly young, so let's go through his complete prime. He's getting the, right. What thirty two million a year. So yeah, and he he did everything he could last year. I mean, he he won the title. I think he was a, wasn't ago, he the World yeah. Series MVP yep, that two years time? Ago, World World Series um, MVP. So he has the accolades. Great defender, and they prepared for this. That's why they got Trey Turner, just in case he walked, and he did walk. Right, and and the only the only reason I had him a little bit lower is because he was injured for a little bit, and I just want to see how that plays out. Um, but I think he's going to be great. I think it's a good signing. Yeah, I, I actually like what the Rangers are doing. I, like you said, they need more players. But they're in the right direction. Yeah. All right. So my number four signing is actually most recent guy is Trevor Story to the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, that's pretty dope. One of the last to sign, but Boston needed a defensive infielder. Most likely, he's probably going to play second. We'll figure how they figure out between Devers and all them. But, you know, he's a great player. Of course, yes, if you look at his weight numbers from Colorado, they're not the highest. But I think he's going to fit right in Boston. His numbers will yeah. creep up. And for the next, what I think it's like opt out after four, but. They can bring him back, but still, it's a solid number, you know, especially to keep him away from the Yankees, which Yankees were thinking about it. But you need that infielder just in case if, I think, what is it, if Devers can't opt out after next or this season. So it's kind of a trade turner scenario, like just in case mm-hmm. we can switch over, but you're going to be our second baseman probably to start now. Okay. So number three for me is Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers. Okay. You know, 18. 18- Atlanta's lost is LA's game. Freddie will be a great Dodger at first base. And then, of course, in a few years, he can transition to the DH. Absolutely. If his glove does decline, because he's at the tail end of, not tail end of his career, but the, you know, the back half. You know, but that is one of the scariest lineup on paper if you look at the Dodgers. Absolutely. We thought they were scary when they got Mookie Betts two years ago. Oh, my. Yes. Now you're adding, you know, two years ago MVP, World Series, you know, hero there in the game. Like, you're. You know, they're almost primed for another deep October run with adding Freddie Freeman. Yeah, man, that is a great addition. Um, my number three was actually Carlos Correa. Okay. Um, I mean, I know he's got a big, big contract, and he signed with the Twins. You know, I like that. That was the most random thing I, when I woke up. <laughs> was like, the Twins? I see, like on my summary, I'm like, is that a Twins uniform? I'm like, no, he didn't. Look, and as, as much as I hate to even mention the name of this cheater. <laughs> I, I, that's why he's my number three because I don't know what he's going to do when he has to play real ball. No, nah, no. Nah. In all fairness, Carlos Correa is pretty good as, as long especially as especially in the playoffs. Like as long as he's healthy, he's going to be okay. Um, I do like what they're doing. I just don't know if they have enough. To they made a lot of moves, cap it off, signing and trades, yeah. where it's like, okay, yes, that division is very weak. Right. If you look on paper, like okay, so like so, are they contender now? Possibly, because. Let's see. Let's go through it. Um, Royals, nope. They're years away. Who else is in that division? Guardians, nope. <laughs> the Guardians. Uh, Detroit, they're going to make some noise, but, but they're still enough. young. Yeah, not enough. I feel like I'm forgetting someone. White Sox. White Sox, White Sox are, always, always are going to be the clear favorite, yeah. but Twins can make that run. And now with six teams in the playoffs, you're looking like we can possibly make the playoffs this year. Well, I actually had a tie at third. Um, another person he's not in my, any other spot, but I was considering him uh, a lot was Robbie Ray, um, just because the Mariners were making noise last year, and now they got another solid pitcher. I like what they're doing, especially with the lefty. Yes, 
I like that move. It's a good signing. Yeah. It might not have been, you know, up there, but it was it was pretty close. Yeah. All right. Who's your number two? Uh, my number two would have been, was your number three, um, Freddie Freeman going to the Dodgers. Because like you said, Freddie Freeman's a beast. He means a lot to the Braves. It's so sad to see him leave. And even um, what's his name was upset about the whole deal, the way he handled it anyways. Uh, um, it's a GM. Well, I, I was going to say one of the former players. I can't even, I mean, I'm Chipper? Having, yeah, Chipper was upset. Yeah. But, you know, it's not his, it's not his place. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on. And like I said. More and uh, more details are slowly coming out. We'll talk about it here in a little bit. But it's still that was like the shock. Of post lockout, no, I was like, it really is, and, and and it was sad because Freeman wanted to be a Dodge or, or a Brave for life. I thought, yeah, and I'm not upset about it as a Mets fan. <laughs> bye, um, but, sorry, bud. But as a fan of baseball, the Dodgers are that much better. Like, like it doesn't matter what you do, who you take away, they're filling their gaps with major league stars. Like, it's it's, it's we unreal. They had too many people before. Like oh, Dave Rogers has options. I told you they had all. Now they the have options, but they got rakers now. And this dude's. A, one of the best left-handed hitters in the game right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I actually I like it a lot. All right. So you went Freddie Freeman too. For my number two, is going to the up north, getting their ace and Kevin Gosman oh, to the Toronto nice. Blue Jays. You know, they needed Jays wanted their ace and they went out and got him. Kevin, what he has done to turn around his career the last two seasons, of Giants. Of course, everyone thought twenty twenty was a fluke. He took the qualifying offer, came back to prove himself, got the Giants to a win away from going to the nl um cs and add it all up and now the blue jays are arguably could be the favorites in the al right now with all the other trades and stuff <laughs> they have done i think this could be a very dangerous team if kevin's anything like he was that two point something era the last two seasons in giants up north this is gonna be a very scary team yeah it's crazy because the first year he did it we was like oh is this a fluke this guy came from baltimore like baltimore they, they released him then yeah. he traded then, then he and signed he with two himself. other teams he bet on himself he finally got it done and, and he did it again i'm like okay i'm not yeah. taking notice <laughs> yeah it's like this is finally the guy we thought he was gonna be in yeah. baltimore yeah but so i'm happy for him no i am too that's a good that's great all right so number one i feel like we might have the same guy of course we do how can we not <laughs> do you guys not see what we're doing here like you know, normally I would never put a 38-year-old pitcher this high on a pedestal, but he did his thing the second half of the Dodgers. He went like 7-0. and He had a, a you know, runner-up in the Cy Young or, right. or a third, whatever. He was a finalist. And since joining the Dodgers that year, last year, he had a 2.08 ERA. He finished the season with like a 3.13, which is fine. So but our number one is definitely <laughs> Mad Max going to the Mets. Yes. Who could have saw this coming? No. I, like, I'll... I, you know, it's funny thing when I look back on notes because it's the last notes we talked about. Kind of we okay. guessed. I literally predicted the Zach deal three years, one thirty. Nice. And I'm like, that's the only one we got right out of the whole list on my end. I didn't go back and listen to what yours and see if you got right. But I'm like, well, it's one for twenty, and that was the one I really would cared about. And that's a good deal. I like a three year deal for this guy. That's fine. And the reason I like it is because he's going to be there. He's going to get settled. And he's there with Degrom. If both of these guys are healthy and doing their thing, the Mets can be unstoppable. Yeah. The last time I mentioned Max Scherzer with the Mets is probably when he threw a no-no against us on my wedding day. Yes, I feel <laughs> like yeah, Max throwing no-no right now. What? Oh. So, so we don't have a good history with Max, but I know the kind of guy he is, and I can't wait to see this happen. When you think about it, for four-year stretch from two thousand, I think it was sixteen through nineteen, these two guys won the Cy Youngs in four years. And Mad Max took two. And then Degrom took two, and, and Degrom could have taken the last two possibly. It, yeah, it was just an arm situation, and yeah, and a, and a season the way it ended that uh, both both way, yeah, yeah, man. But man, like you know, 
they're going to push each other. Well, like we already exactly. talked about exactly in the dugout spring training, like, yo, throw this. How about you go do this? Like they're going to push each other. Like when we said before, when they're like me watch, like when Stroman last year, like I get to go out there and watch DeGrom pitch. And like when they do workouts, now you have Max Scherzer, Freecher Hall of Famer with you. And DeGrom. And DeGrom. Like I'm just the saying, one, two punch. the rest of the pitchers get that as well. Yeah. So hopefully they all fight, uh, get off the same vibes and, and get it going. It's it's insane. Like, I was like, this is a match in heaven. Like, two aces up top. Like, God, I'm like, if they stay healthy, a weekend series. Like, and the best part about it is it's in D.C. And Max <laughs> is going to make his start, his debut as a Met in Nationals Park. Yes. Wish I can go. It's a Friday night game. It's, like, tempting. And I'm off. <laughs> it's like, oh, do, do I want to do it? But, it's definitely something, man. I, but, I like it a lot. Yeah, man. But God. So that is some hot stuff that we just talked about the signings. Now we're going to some trades because signings weren't the only things getting busy after the post lockout was trades galore. So the funny thing, all three of my top three trades is from the fire sale of one team. Oh, yeah. The Oakland A's. Yeah, Oakland A's gave, like we, gave away we everybody. We had a feeling, and it's like, okay, are they gonna really gonna do this? And it's like, oh, oh yeah, Braves. Okay, and it's like, okay, what? Then I guess he's next. And yep, a couple days later, like, it's like, man, I was like, I knew they were gonna sell the team after letting Bob go to the Padres, but I was like, man, they literally just dumped everyone. They got some prospects and stuff that worked out, so I hope it works out for them. But I'll go right into it. Number three is Matt Chapman going to the Blue Jays. Like you said, man, the Blue Jays have been making a lot of moves. Yeah, so. like they're more like they understand they had that young core, Vladdy, Biggio, um, and then Bobuchet. Like, you know, you're gonna have to pay these guys in a couple years. You're not gonna be able to afford all three. So now you're in this win mode. You just got Kevin Gosman. I uh, forgot who else they signed pitcher wise. Like you're going in because you know. This is our time to shine. With the next two to three years, this is our years to possibly win a World Series. Mm-hmm. Because then you're going to have to start paying people. And if you don't have no deep, deep pockets and Steve Cohen money going to go up above the threshold, you're not going to be able to afford these guys. So, But Matt Chapman, of course, he got traded. He signed a two-year deal, which then pretty much goes through his whole contract that he's going to be there in Blue Jays the next two years before he hits free agency. But I think this is going to be a solid one of the best third basemen's it solidified their infield now. Okay. Who you got? Well, I mean, so the trade that I like um, is like two trades, basically, for, for the same team, the Twins. Mm-hmm. I like that they got Gary Sanchez as a catcher. Yeah, even though his defensive is not there. But, but we, know what his, we know what his ability is, and it's hard to find a good catcher that can rake. So if anybody can get it, make it happen, I think the Twins got a good solid yeah. uh, number there. And I also like Sonny Gray yes. going there as well. So yeah. that's, that's kind of a combo. Both for those that deals, one. yeah, and then also the deal include um, the shortstop that they got with the Yankees deal with um, Sanchez. Added, so now, like you got him going short, but then like, oh, you signed Carrera, so it's like, does he go to second, third? Right. Like, you, so you have options now. It's like, it's like okay, they're retooling. Then you, know, you add Carrera to the mix. It's like they are doing something. Like with Sony <laughs> Gray, it's like okay, but you trade away guy last year to Blue Jays. It's like so it's like confusing. Like I thought you're rebuilding but now you retooled like so it's like what are you doing the twins that's what the most crazy thing but that's was. what i'm saying yeah they're trying yeah. to compete i think they're trying to compete man yeah so it's like th- when they signed career i was like oh so those trades are actually trying to do something yeah i was like okay it's, it's interesting i like it i do i understand that so who's your second trade that you liked 
the second trade that I like, um, Matt Chapman to the to the yeah, yeah Matt Chapman. I mean, that's <laughs> like you adding Jays, yeah. Matt Chapman to the other side of the field of Vlad, the Biggio guy, like Biggio, and then uh, Bobochet, like, like you know, you literally got those four guys as your infield now. Right, right. It's just. They're doing the most. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on and here. And then but. of course you got you won you got the won the prize pick of Springer and Center last mm-hmm. year. You just got Gosman as your ace. So you're like, this team is most likely gonna be the favorites when the full odds and everyone start doing predictions here soon. It's like this team is gonna be a very dangerous team. Yeah. So it's gonna be very interesting. I can't wait. So my second favorite trade was actually Chris Bassett to the Mets. Uh, we're 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 there too, man. Yeah, like, that's like, obviously yeah. You know, like when like we just talked about how Degrom and Max is that one two combo. Like we need that third guy. Like you know, Stroman would have been great there if somehow, but like with losing Syndergaard, it's like okay, we have Walker, which had a great first half last year, terrible second half. Uh, Cookie, you know, wasn't fully healthy. It's like so, who's gonna be our third guy? They went and got him. This is the first trade that Oakland did, but. You know, getting this guy behind Max and Degrom, it just looks awesome. You know, right? I mean, if you look at the guy's stats too, yeah, he's he's really solid. So of course, the shortened twenty twenty season, he finished eighth in AL Cy Young. Last year, he finished tenth in Cy Young, but you know, posted a three point one five with a twenty five percent strikeout rate and a six percent walk rate, and has some very strong hard hit balls numbers, but not known for his high velocity. Or big spin, he just has five pitch mix that generally has done good of keeping hitters off balance. Yep, and that's a solid three. He was all star last year. Like that's a dangerous one two three combo, and then that gives a chance when getting him. We have like David Pearson cough injury. Um, was it uh, Mars? What's the other guy that you can send him to the AAA or be a long reliever or something where we have or a six man rotation to start the season. However, they figure out to stretch the arms out, mm-hmm. you have those options now with adding Chris. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like I said, and plus he gets a play behind the two best pitchers in the yeah. game. So that could just make him even better. And who knows what's going to happen. Um, I mean, I know that, you know, we got rid of a couple of right-handed pitchers to get him, but I don't know who these guys are. They might've been single or um, minor leaguers. It was JT liked, Ginn and Adam Aller. Yeah. Um, JT, I liked, but I think he had Tommy John. So he's a little behind. Mm-hmm. So he's a good guy. I think he's going to be fine. So that's a good, player for Oakland to develop I feel like I feel like they always develop great pitchers anyway so that could be a great prospect for them so it might be Oakland or it might be in Vegas <laughs> but hey whatever I hope the best for him you know I'm a root for him and if he comes up because you know he was a guy but you know it's gonna it's gonna be great you know I can't wait okay all right so I think we both there two so we're at number one I think we probably have both the same number one I have Matt Olson going to the Braves. Yeah, I mean that's a no brainer because like, yeah, course, yeah, that Oakland, started the shock. That right. started the shock of Freddie Freeman not coming back. Like, right, exactly. It's like they oh, replaced. Yeah, exactly. What's that? Excuse me. What? <laughs> right, right. So we were thinking, well, what's this mean? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> are they going to move uh, somebody to outfit or what? But, oh, oh. Um, but yeah, no, that's a great move because you know Atlanta gets Matt Olson. They must have known what was going on. I guess I don't know. Maybe they didn't. So what came out today was okay. Freddie, you know, sent. They sent an offer to Freddie. Freddie said no and sent them two offers. And they're like, we're not going to do that. 
and then went and got Matt Olson. Right, but once they got Matt Olson, Atlanta, that means, you know, they knew that pretty much shut the door for Freddie Freeman to come yeah. back. So I'm fine with it because they didn't give up too much. They gave up a center fielder, Christian Patch. Pache, which, um, you know, is a great, you know, he didn't have a great bat last year, so he was up and down from the minor leagues. and Catcher, and Shea, Langliers. That's the two big ones. And, and a the, couple of right-handed pitchers. Yeah. Um, but, but no. But Olsen, but also, but the fact that they extended him an eight-year extension the day after trading for him. Yeah. Now you locked up your first baseman. And remember, he's a few years younger than Freddie Freeman. So at this point in time, like they're like the same player. Or you can say that Matt's a little better because he is a little younger. Mm-hmm. So you look at it like that as a Braves fan, like, okay, yes, we we lost Freddie Freeman, but did we replace him with a Zach guy? Well, or possibly better because right. of his numbers in Oakland. Of course, not last year, but you know, you saw his prime where he was an MVP candidate. There a couple of years hitting the 30, 40 home runs. Exactly. MVP candidate for sure. And, and you know, he's probably not going to be a, a 300 hitter, but um, he, he's going to be a guy who can replace him for the most part. Um, and Oakland, they made out as well, too. They got four decent prospects. Yes. Um, and if the center fielder can, you know, find his stuff, it's fine. But they got legit prospects. So they are in rebuild mode and they're trying to compete at the same time. Yeah. So you think about it through these three trades that we kind of just talked about, they got roughly, I think, if I remember correctly, almost 10 players between the three trades to fill up their farm team, which, you know, they somehow always work their magic and they become special and then until they have to pay them and it's sayonara, but maybe it's going to be different. If they do move to Vegas and they somehow find the money because it's Vegas, baby, and they build a team, <laughs> who knows? But, man, it's going to be exciting for Oakland or Vegas in a couple of years, but, man, they definitely did help three contenders with those three trades. Shocker that not one of those trades being like Matt Olson was to the Yankees. But apparently Yankees did not make a lot of moves besides resigning Rizzo back yeah. because they're more focused on building their farm team back up because I think they realize that they're going to start playing, paying like Judge here soon and got to rebuild that farm team because some of these players are going to be leaving soon. Yeah, well, you know, I don't think they ever care about who's leaving and who's not. They, they're they like those those teams just like, hey, we got money. We're going to get whoever's next. I think they're a little stingy this year with their money. You think so? I think they were. Like, Even though they're a little stingy, aren't they still like top in payroll? Uh, I think they're like third or fourth. I think Dodgers is one. We're two. I think Yankees were three. Three or four. Okay. Yeah, but it is what it is. Like... But as Yankee fans, a lot of people were disappointed. Other moves between trade and Sanchez away because everyone loved Gary Sanchez, mm-hmm. but they kind of understand. And then the only thing you did was bring back Rizzo for two years. It's kind of like this is our offseason course. What was it, two years ago when they signed Garrett Cole to this stupid money deal? Made him the highest at the time before Max got his deal per average. Yeah. But it's like, wow. Like, Yankees being a quiet offseason after you. Y'all thought pre-lockout, like, which one they're going to get, Carrera or Story? And it's like, oh, they got neither. <laughs> it's like, oh, you got Rizzo back. Anyone else? I'm like, oh, no? Okay. You made some trades? Okay. Okay. As a Yankee fan, I bet a lot of people were disappointed. But, hey, what is? Speaking of disappointment, <laughs> the three worst offseason moves. I can't wait to talk about this. Okay. Well, all right. Well, you start then. What are we talking about? Number three, the Phillies moves. Okay. Signing Nick. Castellano and Kyle Schwarber and your favorite player in the world, Jerry's Familia. I fucking hate Familia, bro. The first two guys, yes, they're top tier. You know, they're hot free agency guys, Nick and Kyle. They have great bats. Yeah, and Kyle's a pretty good deal. It's like $20 million per year, I think. Yeah. Four years. Their gloves suck. 
well, defensively, they are not. If you're talking about one of them, going to have to be a DH most of the time. They're probably going to be sh- both of them probably be DH a little bit, playing a little left field. Mm-hmm. But defensively, they are not the guys. And do we need to talk about Jerry's familiar? Because you can talk all day. How? Yeah, I could talk all day long about the one year deal he, that he got. He like, oh man, I hope. What he, was it? Ten year? Was it ten million? How much was his? I don't know what it was. I don't care. I don't want to see anything about it. It was close to ten million, if I remember correctly. Mm. But I was like, but. If, you know, you look at Atlanta, just came off a of World Series. You just saw what the Mets did. Yes, they are spending money, but is these the right moves for Philly to do? Like, you know, you did tell Bryce Harper when he signed, like, we're going to make moves. They're going over the tax bracket a little bit right now. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if I love these moves that they made. Like, I think it's a little disappointment. Like, I think you needed to go get one of the shortstops that are out there, and you didn't. Yeah. So that that's a little suspect. So, and then... Your second question, like, okay, yeah, you retool with a bunch of these relievers, but there's no big name I feel like that you upgrade your bullpen with because your bullpen is what that hurt you the last two seasons that cost you playoffs because they kept giving up runs. So if, yeah, your bats are there, so if you hit a bunch of runs, I hope so because your defense is going to give it up or your bullpen is going to give up runs. Okay. So that's how I feel with those those moves. No, I agree completely um, for sure. Uh, I don't know if, if it's necessarily just like a, a worst move or just in general. In general, I'm thinking the Nationals. What are you guys doing? What okay. are y'all doing? Yes. You guys are when signing a Cruz, utility play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When Cruz, I thought, you know, you're hearing Padres and Dodgers. I'm like, okay, that's a solid move for either team to be the DH. Right. And then out of nowhere, it's like he signs with Nationals. I'm like, why? Exactly. That's I'm, what I'm like, is, are they signing because he wants to play with Juan Soto for a little bit and then he's going to get traded at the trade deadline because they're going to be a fourth-place team, possibly fifth place because Marlins did a bunch of moves that I like this offseason where <laughs> Nationals might be the bottom of the barrel, and that's, but yet you're paying and that's Nelson what Cruz right. with DH money. Right. That's what I'm getting at. Like, out of all the moves you need to make happen, <laughs> this is the one you thought was okay. Um, the, the best thing I think they've done was Sean Doolittle. But other than that, you guys aren't getting anybody. You guys are signing utility players. Like, what, y'all guys aren't even trying is what I'm getting at. There's all, there's all these teams that are well worse off than you guys. They're money because they know they have to pay half a billion dollars for Soto. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. And, that, and he's not even getting a long-term deal right now. So far, he's still a rental, in my opinion. Yeah. So you guys aren't locked into anything. Mm-mm. It just makes me feel like they don't care. Like, oh, they're lucky they got that World Series, and now let's just uh, not care. Let's rebuild our farm system, and their farm system is not that great. But that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm just giving them a big L. Yeah. Like, just just take this L because you guys aren't even showing us you're trying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So that's, I don't know, that's that's one of the ones that I thought all was right. bad. Next one, next one for me is another shocker where a lot of people are still confused. Okay. It's not Carrera going to the Twins. It's the other signing this offseason. Chris Bryant to the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, man. And especially how, how toxic we thought the Rockies have been. Like, uh, a little over a year ago, you traded away your franchise player in Noron Arenado. Right. And paid him to play against y'all. Yes. And then Trevor Story at trade deadline and John Gray, you didn't trade him just to get anything. You let him walk for free. And now you're sitting there and you're going to give Chris Bryant seven years, $182 million. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, first of all, Chris Bryant's an okay player. I'm not going to put him a top tier, and he's definitely not. What, it's not what you need. I mean, I don't know. You guys need way more than Chris Bryant. I, it was just I'm like he's not saving anything. Is why is Rocky's doing it, and B why is Bryant going there? Because he wants he wants to get paid. So my thing is that had to be the biggest offer that he was getting received. Absolutely. And the thing is like, it's got to now. Okay, yep. Okay, this is probably what Chris Bryant's thinking. 
I won an MVP. I won Rookie of the Year. I got a World Championship. Next thing I need is Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go a place where I can just pad my numbers for the rest of my career. Maybe he can pad his numbers. I don't know if he has numbers to pad anymore. You know, I get a bunch of fastballs and take them out to the left field where the air is light and I can just hit, crank off home runs. I don't know. Mm. I, I don't get it. Like, why the Rockies? Like, I didn't, I didn't watch his press conference see if he said, like, I believe in this team or anything. But I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, with who? <laughs> Charlie Blackman, who's on the very back end of his career? Like, I, I just don't I, understand I don't, it I don't at get all. it either, man. It, it's, it blows my mind. Almost as much as I just saw that it paid Familia $6 million for one year. That blows my mind, too. Yeah, I, I knew it was close <laughs> to 10. I knew it was, but. It's just bad, man. It's just it's just, it's just, just all around. Like, who? El- what else are they doing? I mean, I, I feel like the Cubs, uh, they, they got a, a shortstop for $4 million, um, all Drelton Simmons or whatever, but I don't I don't get it. It just, doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. But, you know. Um, we'll see, but I don't know, man. It's just it, that was like. I'm like, there's opt-outs or like, is there something like where it's like a seven-year deal, but really it's a one-year deal? But no, it's seven. It's not like Carrera where it has an opt-out every year, but it's like, okay. Well, what do you think the worst deal is? The worst deal? I really, Like money-wise? And like just in general, you think that Chris Bryant's worst deal? I think deal? it is. You think that's like, yeah, I mean, you know what? What is what is the details again? He said he's getting paid what? Seven years, $182 million. Seven years, 182 yeah, man, that might be a bad deal because who do they got supporting any of this? That's what I said. They have a back in Charlie Blackman on their team, that's and not, a bunch of young guys. That's a nothing. That, yeah, that's, that's what I said. The, and that's not even. There? That's not even. I don't even think that their fan base is excited about that signing. Like they're they got excited because they got to hold the All Star jerseys last year. All <sighs> Star game last year. That's it. And they know it's gonna be. I don't know what they think, man. I don't know. I this is the biggest head scratcher around baseball. Everyone that I've heard, watched videos, listened, read, are so confused by this signing. Mm. They don't understand why Bryant chose the Rockies. Because a lot of people like he could sign if if it was like he could sign a one year deal. Like some people like Mets could swoop in and sign him just because for a one year deal where he can prove himself and then go somewhere. Like a lot of teams could have done that, but if he just want to get paid and that was the biggest offer. He went and got paid, I guess. That's what that's, he wanted. I think that's what it is at these times. No loyalty. And you know why? It's because of this lockout. <laughs> the the owners don't 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 show loyalty to the players, so why should they show any back? I, I think like it had to be like that had which lockout we'll talk about then my my last one. But I think it just messed up everything. You know, Carlos Correa not getting a more than three year deal. Is lockout written all over it? Like I'm, a, he said that he's committed there long term. Boy, you're opting out after this year if you don't like where they're going. All right. Well, uh, since we're on the topic of bad disagreements, let's let's go ahead and move on to the Freddie Freeman situation. Well, I got one more I want to talk about. Okay. Well, who do you want to talk about? Our former player, Michael Conforto, Ugh. not taking that qualifying offer before the lockout. Yeah. And now you're sitting there as the final star free agent, looking for a job. Which is which? You know, like you said, I mean, he he's a star free agent. He should have taken a deal, but we have a lot of outfielders. Um, I mean, there's a lot of them yeah, in general like that are now. Good. Like, it doesn't make sense for us. But I'm like, he could have took that 18.5 million dollar deal to prove himself, and we probably wouldn't sign well Can or whoever. But you you know, it doesn't make sense for us now. However, 
you know I feel really strongly about Michael oh, yeah. Conforto. I really like this guy. As long as he's healthy, he is somebody I want on my team. Yeah, I just um, if he's going to sign with somebody else, I prefer to be out of our division. Um, maybe the Orioles can pick him up because they need something. That's what I'm like. It's got to <laughs> be one of the team like Texas or somewhere that yes. can add someone, prove yourself, and go sign and or get e- your or even deal. one of the teams in the AL East because. You got to compete with the greatest of the greats anyway, so you might as well pick up another solid outfielder. Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. Like a Blue if Jays. and when he gets signed, like it's just. So you're saying it's a bad deal for for him or for just not signing? Just him, him in, just in not just him just not taking the chance. Because if you have two bad seasons, why wouldn't you take yeah. that guaranteed year deal? You're right, and, and, it's, and it's because and then, he thinks he's worth more. We know you are, but yeah. you 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 haven't done it the last two years, so that's and I agree. The biggest one is now that kind of leaked out that the Mets offered him 120 million oh. last spring. Oh, he should have taken that one. Yeah, like four year, five year deal. Like I'm that like, would have been that would have been something you should have taken because now you can. So my thing is like, okay, you didn't take qualifying offer. I wonder who Scott Boris, because that's his agent, mm. talked to to kind of. Green, like some information out there that what he thinks he's what worth. he's worth that now you're sitting there as the final big name Hedge working question. out like am i gonna get a call I, I hope they got calls let's kind of see what he was wondering but his number slowly has to be coming down now look if he hasn't gotten calls i'm sure he would have fired boris by now i have a good feeling that we'll find out real soon he's gonna land a job somewhere i'm just interested to see where i'm just wondering if they're trying to hold out for like if there's injury that happens that's what i'm saying where he, he can make it yes absolutely or they're just, I'm like okay look we're two weeks out you might want to choose one of these offers but at the same time who's offering what because if he takes an offer from the orioles he'd probably be making half of their payroll that's not good that's not, that's not a good deal like yeah. so who's paying up for him so if we think about it even if somebody just needed a bat I mean, I'm sure he's he's but he's good in the field too. But there are opportunities. Yeah, there has to be people calling him. Has to be because yeah. I would call him personally. Yeah, the Marlins need to call him. I don't know. I just want like when it's going to pull the trigger because you know soon it has to be soon. We're coming it, up on it because I think as of tomorrow it's three weeks. Well, he needs a place to day. live. He needs to get acclimated. He needs to get in the game. He needs to swing the bat. I don't know. He he needs to sign somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I hope we hear some news about him soon. It's just unreal that we nothing yet. Other people or players are getting minor league deals and stuff, and he's still out there. But well, he's not getting a minor league deal. he's, no. he's going to get paid. It just matters where. So let's just, like you said, let's talk about this Freddie Friedman. Yeah, this this is unreal. Um, I mean, it's not unreal. It, it happens. So it happens. He, well, how do you feel? What do you feel about this? Like, I don't know. Like the way it just all went down. Like it just caught everyone off guard. Like you, the best is looking at their skipper. They're like news just broke of. Y'all trade for Matt Olson. He's like, I'm on the field. I haven't talked to anyone. If this is true, it's sad seeing Freddie go. Like, to see the rawness of all the teams like talk to the spring training because <clears throat> usually these deals are done before spring training because of lockout stuff. You're getting on the fly rawness. It's shocking, you know, especially a guy like that. You know, ten years come up through the yeah. farm from the area, like right, and it's, it's your team you grew up watching and liking. It's like man, like. If you think about Freddie Freeman, you look up at the Raptors there. What I don't I know it's not Turner Field, whatever it's the stupid name field, but you look up at the fields, you see you know Chipper Jones, um, you know their names are there, Hank Aaron and stuff. You think Freddie Freeman's going to be up there one day? So it's kind of shocking that a year or a couple million is what separated y'all from getting a deal done to making him a lifelong Brave. 
Right, and and so like like you said, Jones. Jones is like, I do not agree with the way this uh, was handled on Freddie's side. And then he goes on to say, if you want to play in Atlanta, you play in Atlanta. You maybe take a little less to be happy and play in a place that's comfortable for you. I agree with that. But at the same time, he doesn't owe loyalty to anybody but himself. So I, I get it from both sides. You know, as a baseball fan, if I was an Atlanta fan, I would love to see Freeman get there because obviously I'd probably already have his jersey, his poster on my wall. But like, Freddie Freeman's the man. But at the same time, he's got to worry about himself. He can't, yeah. you know, he's got to take what he thinks is right for himself. Yeah. So apparently what happened, like we kind of talked about a little earlier, was Braves offered deal. Mm-hmm. He said no. He sent back two deals. What the, one deal was for six years, which came out twenty nine million a year, and then the five year came out thirty million a year. In my mind, these sound perfectly fine. The way deals are being thrown around right now. And Brave said no, thank you. Because uh, remember, what there, who was it last year? There was like deals where they were giving guys pretty much really good money that have never even stepped foot on a major league baseball field yet. Oh, you're talking about all the young deals. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, Wander getting his extension. Uh, Tatis getting his extension last year. Like, that's what I'm saying. And Freddie Freeman's a guy who we all like. You know, Who doesn't like a power hitting? Two years, two seasons you know removed from his MVP season. Yeah. Like, And he showed up this season. And he just, you know, he hit your last at bat, hit a home run to put an exclamation point, and then he caught the last out. That's what I'm saying. Like, and and not only that, like he was a big reason why you guys were doing so well to get to this point too. Yeah. So, I think that the Braves should have ate it and gave him a little bit more money because obviously it was worth like, it, especially for your fan base. You could have figured something out where like, okay, yes, you want six, we want five. Can we do a option? Yes. Year, if you know, we can buy or a buyout's gonna be this and stuff to give you a chance if you want to sign somewhere else or whatever. Right. I think it could have worked. Out. I don't think and the, maybe some extra incentives. If, if it was a regular season, I think the deal would have got done because of the lockout. It screwed Freddie Freeman and the Braves. Yeah. So they both I, lost. That's, that's that. I think that's kind of sums it up. It's because of the lockout. You know, you had a week and a half to get your team together because lockout ended like what on Thursday. Everyone had a report by Sunday. This deal got done mid, like a week later after lockout. Like, I mean, they, so there were deals on the table prior too, because he yeah. he he rejected the five year hundred thirty five million dollar deal after the All Star break. Yeah, so it's not like they weren't trying to get something done. Um, Everyone knew he won six years. And then, but you know what's funny is that you know that offer was on the table after what the way the season ended. Maybe you should have given it to him. That's all I'm saying. Um, it's it's a sad thing now. Now he's going to be a Dodger, and you know how that. It, it doesn't matter. It's weird. Like when, <laughs> it like look. when certain team like players go to someone else, but like Freddie Freeman You're is used to always him been the, that, the red and gray, and the, the, yeah, like just being a Braves every year, the All Star vote. It's like, oh yeah, he's still going to be an All Star vote, still the NL, but that Dodger blue. But man. It's interesting. Like you said, one well, of the scariest lineups on paper. But like you said, it's both ways. Um, Freeman wanted to stay. He wanted to feel like he was appreciated, but he also said that he only received two calls from the Braves in the offseason. Obviously, it could have had something to do with the lockout. The lockout. Because you can't um, talk to him. I agree. <sighs> I don't know, man. Maybe they just figured, like, he's set in stone about this deal. This is what money he wants, and we can't afford it. Let's go get Matt Olson. Yeah. I mean, everybody's up in arms about these deals. Like I said, we're over here without Conforto, and he's not doing nothing. So, I get it. It's a guy I like. But if Freeman was on my team, I'd be like, we got to get him back. Not necessarily if like, Harper was on the team. Like, he'd go. It was Freeman's a guy. of, like, the teams reaching out to Freeman. Like, oh, Tampa Bay yeah. Rays. Oh, yeah. The Red Sox. He had his options. Yankees. It's like, oh, these are actually 
options. These are options. But at the end of the day, how do you not sign with the Dodgers? Yeah. You know you're going back to the show, they basically. They gave him $27 million a year. I mean. Not far from what he was asking. Maybe he should, he should have signed with the Mets because we're going all the way this year. But the Dodgers have a great chance, too. Yeah. It's always good coming in third or fourth. It is. So, <laughs> you know. But, like, with the Dodgers, you know, being that scary lineup. But the biggest question mark, I feel like, is Dodgers is your rotation. I'm not even worried about it, man, because you know what? If if they have to, they can play Yankee ball. They can just hit all day long. It, they could, but their lineup is still good. They, I mean, they yeah. got Clayton Kershaw back. He's always solid. I know he doesn't show up always in the playoffs, but he's a good guy, good pitcher. Yeah, we got to see what his health. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, then just, your guy you signed last year, Trevor Bauer, he yes. still technically, they removed We've him on leave. We're never going to see him, yeah. Like, so he's on leave throughout the first week of the season, So because now – MLB is now investigating. I'm like, what have you done the whole other time? I know. Charges got dropped. Like, did y'all not investigate the whole time that, you know, the city or whatever was investigating? So now you're investigating. So now you're putting off his spring training. Yeah, but, you know, what's funny is that last season when he got in trouble, when we were just like, oh, there goes the Braves. But no, I mean, there goes the uh, Dodgers. Dodgers. But no, they don't go. Because they went and got Max Scherzer to fill the void there. Um, I'm just saying – it's got to be nice to be a Dodgers yeah. fan this, this uh, past There's a five lot of, years. Oh, ahead, we'll put it this so. way. There's a lot of question marks in the rotation. But it's not a bad thing. It's not. I'm not scared at all for them. I know they're going to be a top-tier team. It's just now you wonder, you know, with the Padres, well, they're going to be missing Tatis for a month. Look. But their rotation's back healthy. Are Giants back in? Yeah. Yes, they lost Gosman. Right. right. Like, are the, you know, they're what they did last year, can they repeat? There's a lot of questions okay. at division. I don't know if the Giants can repeat. I would be shocked if they did. But my thing is, I know the Dodgers are going to win 90 games. That's what and I know. Now with six teams in, even if they're even easier. if they're struggling with like pitching rotation, they're going to win 90 games. Come on, most likely. Their one through nine is like an All Star team. So, all right, let's get some little brighter news. You know, one of the players who during the lockout announced his retirement was Ryan Zimmerman. Finally, decided to hang him up. Well, Nationals decided that no one will ever wear number 11 again and will retire Ryan Zimmerman's Mr. Nationals number on June 18th. Yeah, and I'm and I'm super excited about that because I've been telling Alan every single year since the beginning, Ryan Zimmerman's my favorite National. I don't care if, if Bryce Harper was in there killing it. Zimmerman's always been solid. He's been the man. It's just it's ironic Great. that the first pick the Nationals did back in 05 is Ryan Zimmerman. Month, a month after the draft, he was up with the team, yep. making some noise, and after that, it was just history. And you it's, know? it's crazy because the first season I actually saw, a, 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 my first MLB game was that year when the Nationals finally got a team and Zimmerman was there. Yep, and, 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 went up there. And I saw them, yeah. Um, anyways, it was it was crazy because um, Zimmerman has been there for like 16 years. It's, hard, it's crazy to think it's been that long already. Yeah. And he's been the man. And you know what? I think he still had something in him if the last two seasons weren't so weird because he started he started losing some playing time. Yeah. And then, and then the COVID situation happened where he took a year it's off. Like, it's like, yes, we won the World Series. And it's like, oh, COVID. Right. Yeah. No, he, he took a year off. He took, For, yeah. he took the COVID year off. Yeah, the short took, season, yeah. he was out. And, and then he came, he came back, back with a year. limited position. But when he got his chances at bat, he was still doing his thing. Mm-hmm. So I think he could come back as a DH if he really wanted Especially, to. Especially, yeah, with the DH rule, I bet he could easily if he be wanted that to. DH guy. But if he's going to stay away from the game for the rest of it, he is absolutely Mr. National. I don't care who you yeah. ask. Um, there's been so many good players coming in, in and out, but he's been Mr. Consistent. Yeah, I remember him on third base forever when him and David Wright on third base so all the, the time. Injuries where he had to go to first, it's right? Like, but he was still producing. He's still a solid player. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of like Gold a Michael Glover, Silver Slugger. You know, he hit the first home run in that opening of that stadium. 
where they took that seat out where it land painted it red like <laughs> like that is a special guy he's a great guy two-time from, all-star yeah yeah so, man he's a I'm good happy he's he won great the world series that year as you know it didn't hurt but it was he, happy he, de- for him he definitely doesn't have stats to make it to the hall of fame no. but i'm glad he's gonna get his number retired in washington because he yeah. absolutely deserves it yeah he's one of the guys i'm not gonna forget ever no, no. so I, congratulations mr zimmerman so. another thing we i guess we can talk about is the quick little rule changes that they decided for this year that the roster will expand by two players for the rest of April because of the short spring training. Which we're kind of used to at this point. So two extra pitchers. So and then some of the other um, teams out there, you think about the top prospect with the Royals, Bobby Witts. If he kills it this spring, are you going to carry him? Like you got the two extra roster spot. Yeah. If Rushman for the Orioles wasn't hurt, I'm pretty sure he probably would start with the team. But he's hurt, so he's probably going to start in AAA. I'm okay with that. Right. We're going to see him for a couple <laughs> more times before he goes up. Got to get his autograph. We haven't done that in a while. Nope. Um, so it's <laughs> – is question like okay and that's when it's like do teams that have available like the Mets go six man rotation that first month while they have a chance to stretch out the arms and not like you know because remember 2020 when they fast tracked you know summer camp all those pitching injuries <laughs> oh yes we don't so need that do we want to go to a six man rotation that first like two three weeks I would just I would out of caution if you have the, if you have the opportunity to carry two extra players like why not yeah so I, I'm a hundred percent with that. So, like we already talked about, they did decide to add the Ghost Runner in extra innings. This, Which this I'm year not a fan only. of, but I understand why they want to the do safety, it. safety, and I was like, okay, I guess I kind of get it. And then the last one is the Otani rule. Which is great, by the way. Yeah. So, if the pitcher, and it, it kind of gives it to the more the dual player. So, if the pitcher comes out of the game, he can still stay in as the DH the rest of the game. Which is awesome, because who doesn't want to see Otani? Yeah. This guy absolutely killed it last year, won the MVP. We were featured on the Fox Sports yep. documentary, so we're okay with this. But people want to see him pitch and hit. Yeah. We don't want to see him pitch, hit, and then get taken out and then not hit. We want to see those those extra at-bats. Well, he's already firing in the pitching-wise. He was a spring train start the other day. And so. looking great. Um, but it is basically just an Otani rule because yeah. no other pitcher is doing what he's doing. And There's a couple other players. I think um, the Rays, um, I think was it Brandon McKay, he came up as a duel, but he's more been pitching. Mm-hmm. So, But if they're – you know, if there's other players down the road in minor leagues that feel like they can be that dual guy, there is that rule now that where they can do it. Well, I hope there's more than just Otani down the road. I hope yeah. this is the start. But well, like you said, it's it's not like they're just um, saying, oh, these pitchers can't hit and they can't ever hit. Now we have an opportunity to, if your pitcher is good enough to hit, you can let him. Yeah. So you I like a decision. It. Like, okay, like uh, there might be a time where I'm like, yeah, let Degrom hit. It's like, oh, DH is hurt. <laughs> oh, he's tired. Oh, he's sick. Oh, well, Degrom, you're, you're hitting today. I mean, obviously, there's probably less likely chance of us saying yeah. Degrom go get a bat because we don't want him doing any, anything other even than throwing pitching. I, even though he can should hit. have got the silver slugger last you year, know what if I'm he did get hurt, <sighs> the average and those RBIs there. That so, first so yes, season, he but. can hit, but I don't think he's the guy that we're going to leave in as DH because Otani cannot only just hit; he can rake. And Big difference. And if Otani does anything what he did last year, it's going to be like a repeat. You do a couple years of that, bro. You're talking Hall of Fame. I'm talking Hall of Fame. It's only been one year. This is unreal. What we saw last season. And it's going to be sad if Vlad does what we – because Vlad got lost more weight, gained more oh. muscle. Oh. And if he does the same thing he did last year and these two are back at That's it again, scary. I'm like, this is going to be sad. Because if if Otani yeah. does it again and here the same – No, Vlad Vlad is definitely getting looks. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I like watching Especially him. the first game that Moonshot he did. I'm like, yeah. did that land it anywhere soon? Right. Like, I like God. watching him play. 
What, who else I like watching play and I hope is healthy is Mike Trout because I want to see Otani and Trout. That'll draw my Another attention game, they, to they watching games. they got a back-to-back hit. They've played for the first time since being injured last year. I'm like, okay, let's hope this is a thing this year. Now, that's now that's a game I want to see. I want to see Otani and Trout. So if they come to Baltimore, hey, man, what's up? we got to make this happen. because well, we, We'll have to, man, because that is a need to win. So I think that is a wrap on this week's. Uh, next week, we'll break down something. might be both AL and NL. It might just be one because, you know, Season coming real, real quick. Yeah. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Enjoy some baseball. Hot <laughs> <Peace. you later. laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for checking out this episode. And if you want even more what we talk about in here with the Beanball Podcast, please check out our Instagram, our TikTok, and of course that YouTube page. Go if you're on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe with your friends. Click that bell so you get notification anytime we upload, you know, weekly episodes here, more content over there. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Peace.